Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working on improving our financial IQ. Uh, Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program for people who want to learn how to build a second stream of income to supplement or replace their job income. We use real estate to do that, everything from single family houses to apartment complexes, self-storage complexes, senior living, and so on. Today I want to talk about a couple of articles we discussed last Thursday, but I want to make sure I get this out to as many listeners as possible uh, because there there is some fear whenever interest rates go up and, you know, the government overreacts and then people are like, well, if they're overreacting, I'm going to overreact, and which is not really a good strategy, but a lot of people do it because they watch the news. The news gives you about 10% of the information you need and people don't read to get the other 90%. So they kind of panic. And one of the things that has been going on for a couple of years is I have people come to me and they go, what about these big institutional buyers? These companies that raise you know, a couple billion dollars and then go out and buy hundreds of single family homes all at once. And they have this fear that they're going to get beat out and there's no good deals left because these guys are buying them all. Just all kinds of crazy fears like that. And I try to, you know, let people know it's just not something you're afraid of. Um, Yes, you may run into them once in a while, but not everywhere. Uh, You're still going to be able to do deals. You're still going to be able to find income-producing real estate. But people generally, this comes off harsh, so bear with me. People are always looking for excuses. And I notice this one quite often. Yeah, I'd invest in real estate, but these big institutional buyers are buying up all the real estate. Good Lord. They were buying up hundreds of houses when thousands of houses were selling. Um, they're, They're a portion, but I don't know what percentage that would be. 5% of the deals done? So the other 95% are they're still there for you. So Zillow was one of the institutional buyers and they got killed. And this is what I was telling people. I told people institutional buyers cannot do single family homes. It's just too complex. It's too personal. It's, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be effective. And sure enough, Zillow bought all these homes, ran them into the ground, and sold them 20, 30, 40% below 
what they had paid for them, hammering their investors. Now, when I say hammering their investors, you got to understand Zillow got its fees up front. They made millions upon millions of dollars. When they sold at a loss, it was the investors that took the loss, <laughs> not Zillow. Zillow's still there, aren't they? Well, in an article on Yahoo Finance, it happened again. Open Door is now selling all their rental properties, some of them 40% below what they paid for them. These people don't know what they're doing. Open Door, I believe, raised $2.4 billion. Then, because they were under pressure to get the money invested, rushed out and bought property at full price and above. That doesn't work. You're not going to have any cash flow. And it's going to take you 20 years before you really see a profit if you're paying full price or above. So, when they buy them incorrectly and then they manage them incorrectly, what happens is they actually reduced property values in the subdivisions where they bought because they weren't taking care of the properties. Tall grass, deferred maintenance. They made the neighborhoods look like crap. So not only did they pay full price or over, because they mismanaged the properties throughout the neighborhood, they reduced the value of the neighborhood. And as you can see, now they're selling 40% below market. The HOAs, homeowners associations, are waking up to this. And all across Texas, I'm sure all across the United States, these HOAs are now blocking institutional buyers. They just flat out put it in their bylaws, you can't sell your home to an institutional buyer. And everybody's agreeing and signing off on it. So the days of the institutional buyer, as I suggested, are limited. They don't know what they're doing. It's like when a bank forecloses on an apartment complex. They don't want to foreclose on an apartment complex. They don't know what to do with it once they get it. So, if you want to read this article, go to Yahoo Finance and just search corporate home buying spree backfires. Corporate home buying spree backfires. And you can read the entire article and get a good understanding of how incompetent these guys are. And I know what you're saying. How in the world did they raise $2.4 billion? Because of lazy investors. 
that don't study it, that don't even know what they're investing in. They're incompetent. The investors that put up the money, if they had taken my class, my little 500-buck class, they would have known that the institutional buyers were going to fail. When they sit with me for six, seven hours, and I explain how to manage single-family properties, (laughs) they would have gone, no institution can do that. It's just not going to happen. See, proper property management begins with your earnest money contract. You have to write the offer correctly, pay the correct price. One minute. In order for single family to work. And these big institutional buyers didn't understand that. And I don't I still don't think they do. They're off to raising another two point billion for some other scam. And you'll never hear from them again in real estate. So, again, Corporate Home Buying Spree Backfires is the name of the article. It's on Yahoo Finance. So, none of you get worried about them being your competition. More than likely, you'll be buying property from them at a deep discount. And your family will make money with it. Okay, this is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking about a couple of articles. The first segment, we talked about how corporate home buying spree backfires, just like I predicted it. I'm sure the other radio shows on real estate investing predicted it. It was just an obvious, someone who's really owned single family homes, lots of them, understands that's not a corporate deal. Not a corporate deal at all. So the next article I want to talk about is just unbelievable, yet expected. You know, I keep watching this happen, and people don't seem to be aware of it. But the Cron.com has an article, Why Rents Are Rising in Houston Even as the housing market cools. This is what I've been bragging about for a long time is that when a recession comes, when a real estate crash comes, our cash flow goes up. It goes up. Even in a supposed recession, I shouldn't say supposed, I believe it is a recession. Even in a recession, Rents are going up again. And it just seems to continue to happen 
the entire 30 years I've been in the business, 32 years, 33, whatever, it just keeps going up. If you're wise enough to buy some real estate, the stuff pays for itself. Pays for itself. And the cash flow goes up year after year after year. So when I describe somebody making 10 grand a month off of 20 houses, I hope all of you are wise enough to understand that in 20 years, that'll probably be 20,000 a month in cash flow. Not 10,000 a month. 20,000 a month. But I never brag about that. I always leave it at current rents. But in reality, that cash flow goes up over the years. So rents are going up in apartments. They're going up in single family. They're going up in all residential spaces. So it's advisable if you're thinking about investing in real estate and maybe one of your fears is what if our rents go down? That's a dream excuse. You need to read this article. Just go to cron.com. Rents are rising in Houston even as the housing market cools. Now, be aware, this is rather a, I'm going to call it a socialist uh, article because all they're doing is whining about the fact that renters are paying more and why landlords are awful for raising the rents. You know, it's just one of those really socialist articles. But there's some good information in it as well about why it happens and why it's so brutally consistent. You need to just be aware that when you go out and buy income-producing real estate, your cash flow is going to go up year after year after year after year. It has for me for 33 years. So that's a pretty safe bet that it's going to happen for you as well. So don't hide behind the excuse or fear that rents may drop. It's, that's just not what's occurring in the United States. Okay. The next thing I want to do is do something I try to do at least once a month, but I got a request from a listener. Um, she wants her husband to hear this. And I think his brother or cousin or something like that. Um, and it's basically... The fact that for every dollar you have in a piece of real estate, you make money four ways. And not many people realize this. All they, what most people think about is appreciation. Appreciation. Everything is appreciation. You buy a piece of real estate for 400, and in 20 years, it's worth 800 grand. Okay, that's true. But. During those 20 years, you're getting cash flow, equity buildup, and the first year, you get a thing called equity capture. When you add all those up, your rate of return is astronomical in the hundreds of percent. So what you want to do as I go through this is think about where your money is at now and what rate of return you're getting on it. Are you getting 100% 
plus rate of return. Now be cautious. Some of you are going, well, I have a 401k. My company matches 100% up to 6% of my pay. That's not what I'm talking about. Not that that's not a good deal. But we don't have any 6% limit. We can do this over and over and over again with up to 100% of our pay. So let's do it with single family, but all of these principles work with apartments as well. Just slightly different form of appreciation. Apartments, you control the appreciation. In houses, the market controls the appreciation. So let's start with a little $200,000 rent house that we pick up for 115. It needs 45,000 in rehab. We're going to have about $10,000 in holding and closing costs. So our all-in price is 170. It's worth 200, but our all-in price is 170. Many of you noted that I included holding and closing costs. This is important for every one of you. Don't ever analyze a deal without including the closing costs and the holding costs. Everybody understands the closing costs. Not a lot of people understand the holding cost. Let's say that you buy this rental and a $45,000 rehab would take about seven weeks, maybe even eight. That means you've got to pay the mortgage for two months while it sits there under rehab before a renter goes in and starts paying the mortgage for you. So your holding costs would be two months of mortgage payment. So when you're evaluating a rental property, please remember to always include the holding and closing costs. Purchase price, rehab, holding, and closing costs. And that gives us a price of 170. Now, if we go back to the beginning of the show where I was making fun of the corporate home buyers, they would have paid 200 or 220 for this and had to put in $45,000 in rehab. See what I mean by they didn't know what they were doing? They're completely incompetent. So our total out-of-pocket to buy this house would be $20,000. We're going to finance 75% of it, 75% of 200. The ARV, after repaired value, is 150. We're buying it for 170. So using a special loan called a bridge loan or hard money loan, we get the deal for just $20,000 down. If you and your family go to Wells Fargo to buy this, this deal would be close to $70,000 out of pocket. If you join Total Wealth Academy and you work with our banks, it's only $20,000 out of pocket. So think about that. People who are not members of Total Wealth Academy are putting $70,000 down on every house they buy. You're only putting $20,000 down. Who do you think is going to get wealthy faster? 
you are because you're buying three and a half houses every time they buy one. You're going to get rich. They're going to struggle. So let's talk about the four ways that this makes you money. Remember, our total out-of-pocket is $20,000. The first way that it makes you money is cash flow. In this case, this property rented for about $1,750. We had about an $1,100 principal interest taxes and insurance payment. We're going to reserve $300 a month for maintenance and vacancy. And that's going to give us a cash flow of about $350 a month or $4,200 per year. Now think where your money is now. What rate of return are you making on it? If you had put $20,000 down on this house, you'd be making a 21% rate of return on cash flow alone. We'll talk about the other three ways real estate makes you money when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're discussing the four ways that every dollar you put into a piece of real estate makes you money. And the first and really the most important, in my opinion, is the cash flow. The reason is when you build up enough cash flow that it meets and exceeds your wants and needs, you don't have to go back to work. You're retired. Proving that retirement has nothing to do with age, it has to do with your financial position. The next way that real estate makes you money, and this is only when you buy it, so you don't get this the second year, third year, or any other year. Just when you buy the property, you have a thing called equity pickup or equity capture. Remember, our ARV after repaired value was 200000 and we bought it all in for 170. The difference is equity. The difference goes on your net worth. The minute you close this deal, you picked up $30,000 worth of net worth, equity. When you divide the 30,000 that you picked up in equity buy the $20,000 that you have in the deal to determine your rate of return, that's a 150% rate of return. Now remember, people go, oh, my 401k matches my money 100%. What did I just show you? A 150% rate of return buying a piece of real estate with that same money. A better rate of return than putting it in your 401k. The third way that real estate makes you money 
is because every month that your renter pays their rent, you reduce what you owe on your mortgage when you make your mortgage payment. That's called principal pay down or principal reduction. You're reducing what you owe on the property every month. Now it's not going to be a lot. It might only be 1800 bucks the first year, but it goes up every year just a little bit. But look at your rate of return. 1800 divided by the 20,000 you have in the deal gives you a 9% rate of return, 9%. That alone beats the stock market average of 7.5 all by itself. And that's, by the way, the worst reason to invest in real estate is principal pay down because you can't spend it. You have to sell the property to get it or refinance, blah, blah, blah. So the fourth way that real estate makes you money is market appreciation. The fact that real estate doubles in value almost every 20 years. But when you break that down, that translates into only about 3 or 4% annually. 3 or 4%, which doesn't seem like much. But again, do the math. If we bought it for 200, at the end of 20 years, it's going to be worth 400. Now, I got to tell you a story about this house. It's over on West Green, out in Katy. If you know where Target um, is, that's Fry Road. The next exit is West Green. You go south. That thing is worth $350,000, and it only took about 10 years to get to 350. Another 10 years, that thing could be worth 700. So, doubling in value every 20 years is relatively conservative in today's market. But let's look at your rate of return on your money, the 20,000 you have in the deal. 3% of 200,000 is $6,000. Divided by the 20,000 you have in it, it's not a 3% rate of return for your family. It's a 30% rate of return for your family. 30%. And see, you could ask your financial planner, say, you know, hey, should I invest in real estate? Because your financial planner doesn't know what he's doing, he or she would say something like, no, it's only a 3% return. But you understand the truth now. That 3% rate of return translates into a 30% rate of return because of leverage. You have a mortgage on the house. If you paid the house in full, which would be a dumb idea, never ever pay cash for real estate, it reduces your rate of return as much as 70%. If you paid cash for the property, what he said would almost make sense, but not quite. Never pay cash for a property. Get this 30% rate of return, not a 3% rate of return. When you add all these up, 
So again, I asked you earlier, you know, please think about where your money's at right now. Think about the rate of return you're getting in stocks, gold, crypto. When you add these up, cash flow, 21%. Equity capture, 150%. Principal reduction, 9%. Appreciation, 30%. Your total rate of return the first year you own a rent property, 210%. You getting that in the stock market? I know your gold and silver is getting you a 210% rate of return, right? Well, crypto must be getting you a 210% rate of return, right? Let that sink in. Real estate accounts for 70% of the millionaires, sometimes 90% of the millionaires in the United States. Is it beginning to gel why that's happening? You're making 7.5% in the stock market. Real estate investors are making 210%. What is that, 300 times? What, would, what in the world? Let me do the math. 210 divided by 7.5. 28 times as much money as people in the stock market. 28 times. And if you value your life, your time, you look at it slightly different. You're getting wealthy 28 times faster than your counterpart in crypto, stocks, gold, silver, or whatever. You're going to be rich 28 times faster. You're going to be able to retire 28 times times faster and see I'm a time sensitive guy I recognize that I'm 57 and these 57 years went by like lightning and it scares me to death the next 20 are going to go by just as fast and I'll be 77 if I'm still alive so time is my big motivator so when I saw the rates of return that I could get in real estate compared to speculating in the stock market, gold, silver, or crypto, I went straight to real estate. Now, remember when I mentioned earlier that you only get equity capture the first year? The first year? So first year you own this piece of real estate, you make 210%. After that, you're making about a 60% rate of return, about nine times faster, nine times as much as someone in the stock market. So, again, that's why 70 to 90% of the millionaires in the United States, it's why they use real estate. You can't beat it except for starting your own company and inventing the smartphone. And that's just really out of reach for most people. So if you do this 20 times over the next 10 years, 
you would have about $120,000 a year in cash flow. And you'd have about $6 million worth of real estate with about $4 million in equity. So what you want to think about is what have you done in the last 10 years that built you $120,000 a year in income? What have you done in the last 10 years that produced $4 million in equity for you and your family? Nothing? So are you going to do nothing another 10 years? Or are you going to do something about it? This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. We'll talk more after the break. Thanks for listening. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Let me open the phone lines. If you've got any questions, I tried to be clear, but I may have left something out or didn't explain something properly and you have a question, please give me a call. Use a fake name if you're, you're a little shy or you feel like you got a dumb question. Um, there are no dumb questions. Don't ever forget, you know, I was a health club instructor when I started investing in real estate. I didn't know anything. So if anybody asks dumb questions, it was me. So I have a deep respect for dumb questions. Um, call at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me. Just fire an email to steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Dot com or call 281-558-5738. Let's go to, a, there, I do have a couple of questions you guys sent me while I was rambling. Mm. This is from Trevor. Is this my son? No. Oh, okay. There's the last name. Um, I thought maybe my son had a member ask a question and he wanted me to answer it. But this is advice on hiring a property manager versus doing it yourself on single family. The truth is, Trevor, that until you get to about 20 units, single family management is extremely easy if you know what you're doing. If you don't, it's extremely hard. But if you take my Saturday class, I will show you how to run 20 houses in under six hours a month. So you have to ask yourself, if you can make eight, $10,000 a month profit, would you be willing to work an extra six, maybe even 10 hours a month? Most people would. So it's highly recommended that you manage them yourself initially. 
But once you get to 21, 22 and up, I would suggest that you look at a property manager. Now, do I have members with 100 plus houses, students with 100 plus houses that manage them themselves? Yes. But I have someone with 25 units, 25 houses that have a third party managing them. So there's no perfect answer to this question, Trevor. But if you can spare the six to 10 hours a month, run them yourself. The reason is I want to build up your confidence as a property manager, as a business person. The experience that you will get from running those 20 houses is invaluable. I could not teach you in six 10-hour days, 10 10-hour days, everything that you will learn by running your own property, dealing with tenants, dealing with the rehab. Why is this so important? Because the natural progression, if you will, is to move to apartment complexes once you get that many single-family homes. If you haven't run the single-family homes, you may not be as confident about moving two apartments as you would be if you had run your own portfolio. So building up confidence, saving the $2,000 a month, because that's what it's going to cost, two to $3,000 a month to have somebody run it. So your $8,000 a month is now $4,500 a month. Still good if you're doing nothing, but I'd rather have the eight or 10000 all myself because chances are, Trevor, think about how much money you make at your job. If you had $10,000 a month, would that cover all your bills? Probably. So this is, it might even retire you if you're unhappy with your job or allow you to quit your job and take a more fun job, even if it's a little less pay. So again, my recommendation up to 20 units, run them yourself. Once you get past, then consider a third party. Um, builds up the confidence, builds up your knowledge base. It's life-changing, Trevor. All right, hope that helps. Okay, let's go to the next email. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Let's see what the next one is. This is from a Morgan. I think this is a friend of the show because I recognize that name. Yeah. Um, Morgan, I don't use a CRM customer relations management software for my single family homes. Um, there's multiple platforms out there that are designed specifically for 
real estate investors as opposed to Zoho or Microsoft and places like that, which are really more for normal businesses. There are some out there that are specifically for real estate investors, and I would focus on that as opposed to these others. Because what you're planning on doing is kind of modifying a CRM to fit real estate. I would not do that. I would go find the software that's already made for real estate investors, and I'll send you a couple of links, Morgan, after the radio show. All right. Okay, phone lines are open, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Um, this is from a Steve, and background checks. Background checks, which includes a criminal and credit report, it's, what I'm using is my smart. I think it's my smart move. Yeah, mysmartmove.com. It's owned by TransUnion, so you can bet they know what they're doing when it comes to running credit reports. And the criminal reports are run by the government, so you know those are pretty screwed up. <laughs> but you get what you get, you know. They're just pulling it off of their database. Um, but yeah, I would use mysmartmove.com. Very powerful tool to identify great tenants. Okay. Here's a good question. I think I'm allowed to use this name. Uh, Tyrone, with rent prices being historically high recently, well, here's the misconception first, Tyrone. Rents have been historically high for decades, and they keep going up. But your question is, what if the rents drop? How would this affect investors who are leveraged? Even if the rents dropped, because of the way we buy them, there's so much room for a rent drop that it would have very little, if any, effect on us. Now, Tyrone, if the rents drop on these corporate home buyers, they're out of business which most of them already are. But yeah, they're out of business because they overpaid for the property. They don't have cash flow. So just make sure that, Tyrone, that you know what you're doing, you're educated, you buy the property correctly, and you have a lot of cash flow. If you'll notice in my example today, I, that thing actually cl- cash flowed $750 a month. I took out 300 for maintenance and vacancy. But... If I just rehab the entire property, $45,000 worth of rehab, what are my maintenance costs going to be for the first five years? Zip. <laughs> so you've got a buffer in there, Tyrone. Don't worry about that. And I do not see a drop in the rents in the near future. Do I see a plateau? Probably. When the interest rates start dropping, in a couple of years, you'll see a plateau of some type. Do I see them dropping? No. But again, even if they did, we have enough cash flow to absorb that. Okay. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I truly appreciate it. 
Oh, and also, I want to thank all of you that came to the expo this Saturday. It was our biggest expo, our most exciting expo. Um, It was wonderful to have you there. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.